What I want more than anything in this life is a reality TV show. And here's the premise. It's all of my extended family trapped in a house together. Like a log cabin in the woods type of vibe. Like we're not close to anything. They're just locked in there. And the way you win is by being the last person standing who hasn't either fled the house out of like pure frustration and desperation or like just killed off anybody else in it. My family, I think, is the best example of people who love each other so much but fight nonstop, cannot agree on anything, or like seem like they almost don't get along. It really is out of love. Like, it's, it's, there's not like a secret like malice behind it. But I think the problem is that, like, you know how people will say, like, oh, we always get trapped in this cycle. I'm like, where do you want to go out to eat? Oh, I don't care at all. Where do you want to go? Oh, I don't care. Oh, and it's like, why will nobody decide? My family is the opposite of that. Everyone in my family is both super opinionated at all times about everything and is really vocal about it and will defend their position to the death. Well, we are trying to decide where to go out to eat or even to take in or to cook. It doesn't even, if we're trying to decide what we want to do for dinner, every single person in my family will have like a different strong opinion on what cuisine they want and will not budge. So it'll start out, someone will be like, why don't we go get Italian? You know, obviously that's going to be our favorite. And then someone else is like, no, like I would never go to an Italian restaurant. Like why would we go out when we could just like make it ourselves? Cause it's not going to be as good. And someone else will be like, well, like I really want seafood. So we have to find somewhere that has like crab or lobster. Cause that's what I'm in the mood for. And then someone else will be like, oh, actually like I'm doing this like extremely specific diet that doesn't allow me to have carbohydrates but only if they're complex carbs and like things with saturated fat higher than eight grams and we're like well we don't know what that means so like can you just find something on the menu um and then everybody will start freaking out because they remember that i'm vegetarian even though like i can eat food anywhere we go they'll be like you'll have nothing to eat my parents and I will try to suggest like one of our favorite cuisines. You know, half the family is always like a really adventurous eater and then half the family like somehow does not realize that there's more than like four cuisines in the world. So we'll be like, oh, why don't we go um, like get some falafel? And then the other half of the family will be like, what is that? We don't know what that is. We want burgers. And it's like, okay, we could go get burgers too. But like, you know, like it's 2022. How do you not know that like Falafel is it food? Like what? I think this reality show would be amazing, especially because like reality TV loves the drama, but it's always like very scandalous drama. Like you're sleeping with my boyfriend of two days, or like she stole my bikini and then said it looked ugly and then set it on fire. Like crazy shit. That's like they're like really souping up. But I would love to see it just be like my family bickering so strongly over like who gets to use the laundry machine because like everyone needs to wash their sheets on the same day um and just like going at it until somebody like storms off and storms out of the house and then like they get eliminated the reprieve from all of this bickering is like space you know which is like healthy but reality tv isn't about health so we just like lock them in a house together and they just have to fight over like what time things should happen, like which political channel is going to be playing on the TV, what we're going to be cooking, and then who's going to be cooking it, and if the food was even good, on and on and on, and just like wait and see like who reaches the breaking point first. 
So yeah, if you try to like unlock the doors and go outside, you're eliminated. Or if you get too upset, like if y'all are arguing in the kitchen and you start throwing spoons around, you're also out. And we go until the last person remaining. Like, I think that that's truly the height of comedy is watching people just like argue over day-to-day housekeeping things until they reach a breaking point. Because like you don't argue with anybody like you argue with your family. That's why it makes for good TV. This is Camelia. Please pick up the phone. I recently realized that I was an overthinker. And I know that sounds a little absurd. Like, how could you have made it all of these years and not realize that? But I just thought I was a thinker, right? <laughs> like, I thought this was the same amount of shit that goes on in everybody's heads. And then recently I realized, and by realized I mean I was brutally brought down to earth and confronted with the fact that that's not true. So let's set the scene. I'm in the middle of like absolutely analyzing the bejesus out of a situation. Just going in, really reading into what was said, the actions, the body language, the time between communication, etc., etc. I am overthinking, in other words. Um, but I thought I was just logically, you know, walking through a situation. So I'm talking this out with my friend. And he made a comment and it wasn't even supposed to be a confrontation. It was like really an offhand comment, sort of like a, oh, is this what it's like to be you? Like always thinking so much about every little thing. And then I went on a spiral about that. And I was like, oh my God, is this what it's like to be you? Is this what it's like to not overthink, to not imagine? Like, what is it like to not overthink, to not imagine that I don't know, everything you did at work was wrong and you're about to be fired every time your boss messages you a hey or that your friends have a secret group chat where they just point out all of your flaws and then one day you'll find it and realize that they never liked you anyway. What is that like? Are you just filled with peace and contentment all the time? Do you just feel fulfilled by everything in your life? Is your head just like blissfully empty? What I would give to find out, to turn off this fucking thinking. I think this behavior is more common in women. And I want to be clear here. I don't want to dabble in stereotypes and say like, men are like this or women are like that. But I do think that socialization and gender norms lead to some behaviors that are more common in one gender than in others. And one of those is that girls are definitely raised to focus on the nuances of people's behaviors and adjust how they're acting accordingly instead of just, you know talking about the thing. And this can be a really wonderful skill to have. Being able to understand the subtext of what other people are saying is incredibly powerful and can make you really savvy. But too much of that can lead to so much overthinking that you spiral, (laughs) case in point, and get in the way of your own life. For example, I don't think I could ever go to the strip club. (laughs) Which side note, why do people always say the strip club? Like we all go to the same one. Like why is it never the strip club on the corner of Easton and 8th? Or, like, Chicago's most popular strip club. It's always just like, oh, you know, whenever I pull up to the strip club, like, we're just supposed to know which one you're a regular at. But anyway, I don't think strip clubs are for me. And here's why. (laughs) I think that I would really get in my own head about it, and I would spend the whole time being too nervous that whoever was dancing for me wasn't actually enjoying themselves. Because honestly, can we say that strippers and dancers really want to be there performing for us? I don't think so. And I mean... 
maybe they like what they do and have fun with it, like the performance itself. But even so, they don't care about me. And that's what I care about. I don't care about them having fun doing a dance. I care about them wanting to dance for me specifically. They would be doing the same thing for anyone since it's, you know, their job. But then I'm right back to where I started, sitting there thinking, I know they don't even like me with somebody's like body in my face. And then I wouldn't have any fun. So, okay, if we're saying that some women tend to overthink, let's assume the opposite, that some men tend to underthink. And I know this is true because let's look at a strip club again. How many guys have gone in there, met a girl, and decided that even though they do the same thing for every person who walks in with some cash, that it was different for them and they had a special connection? And what happens then? T-Pain's 2005 classic, I'm in love with the stripper. That's what happens. Strippers are great actors and actresses. Baristas too. Waiters, you know, really anyone who works with people. The amount of effort it takes to make someone think you care about them, even though you don't, and you are literally paid to be there speaking with them. Monumental. Monumental. I used to be a waitress at a country club, so I know this firsthand. Um, And not just any country club, the nicest one in my town. I had never been to a country club before uh, working there. So when I got hired, I told myself to be open-minded and not to assume that the bad stereotypes about country club people were true. And then I went to the training. Like the training so the job hadn't even started yet. And they gave me a PowerPoint about the history of the club. Um, it's existed since the 1800s in rural Virginia. Yeah, I think we all know what the history of the club is. And this lady is just going on and on like... Yeah, the members love that we always make them feel like they're right back in the original days of the club. Like, that's how bad it was. I'm like, oh my god, this job hasn't even started. What the fuck? Yeah, so so I realized that maybe I should stop being open-minded. Um, And I quickly found out that every single stereotype about country club people is true. And then some. Everybody is rude. Nobody tips. And all of the dishes on the menu were fancy things I had never eaten. Which actually matters when you work in a restaurant because you need to be able to make sure that all the dishes like look correct and that they make it out to the right people. You've probably seen in restaurants before, like especially if you're at a table with a lot of people, where the server will come out and basically like auction off the food. Like they'll be like, oh yeah, somebody got, you know, a burger with like mustard on the side. Um, Somebody got the Cobb salad. And you're like, oh yeah, that's me. And then they'll like pass it out to you. Yeah, um, we're not allowed to do that. And I think a lot of fancy restaurants don't allow that. So instead, there's like a weird code formation where like each table has its own number and each seat at the table is like also its own number. And like the number one is always like facing a certain like cardinal direction. So it's like you basically like always start at the number one and then you move clockwise to give people their dishes. You have to look at the list of dishes that was given to the kitchen. And then you have to like, then you have to look at which dish corresponds to which seat at the table and then you have to remember that when you carry out the dishes and then you have to figure out at the table where to start and then you have to hand them out in the right order so that everyone gets their proper dish and hope to god that you don't mess any of that up um which is easier if you're the person who took their order because then you might just like actually remember who got what but sometimes um you know if you had a free moment uh you would run out dishes for someone else so sometimes i would be bringing out dishes for someone else's table that i didn't take an order for so this one time that that was the case i was bringing out food for this table and i hadn't taken their original order now these people were ordering what i privately called in my head 
the ultimate rich person salad because this is not a salad. I don't know why they put it on the salad menu. It was like half the plate was just filled with fucking steak. Um, great start to the salad. And the steak was on like a little like crustini like piece of bread. And it was like these little like slices of steak. And then on the other side of the plate was like little like artisanal diamonds of iceberg lettuce. And that was the whole thing. What the fuck? Where's the salad in that? Someone please explain to me. Of course, it was an absolute hit at the club. So I'm bringing this food out to a big table of like six or seven people. And every single person in this family got the rich person salad. But they all got it with like teeny tiny modifications. Like one person got it with like ranch and then... Some people kept the original dressing, which I think was like a blue cheese. Some people got dressing on it versus on the side. One person got like no crostini, (laughs) like, you know, whatever, like ridiculous freaking things. So the plates all basically look the same with like teeny tiny differences. And I'm uh, trying so, so hard. I'm like, okay, blue cheese in the right hand, ranch in the left, like the no bread is on my arm, like repeating that over and over again in my head being like remember this remember this remember this like these are the differences in it so i go over to the table and now this was a round table so sorry this is like probably way too much detail but like i have to walk you guys through all of the ways this is like the most difficult table imaginable so this is a round table which means that when you're trying to figure out the direction where like number one would be it's a lot more difficult because when it's a table that's a square it's really easy to know like which one faces like the right wall where like number one always is but a circle there's kind of like two seats that could kind of be number one and depending on who punched in the original order you never know which one they put as first so i'm like i know we're not supposed to but i'm gonna ask and just make sure that i like get number one right because otherwise i'll mess up every single dish that i put down So I'm like, you asked for ranch on the side, correct? Instead of blue cheese. And you know, this old man's like, oh yes, the ranch. And I was like, okay, great. I've got it right. So now I'm putting them down. And again, I'm checking every single time I put down, I'm like, for you, ma'am, I have the salad without the bread. And she's like, yep, that's me. And I'm like, okay, wonderful. I'm honestly kind of proud because this was like the nightmare scenario and I've managed to figure it out. And then some freaking dude from this table is like all of a sudden like oh i think you've given us the wrong dishes i think you might have swapped ours (laughs) um and i'm like oh my goodness i'm so sorry let me like get that sorted for you he's like which one is which so i'm like okay you have the blue cheese like guy number one had the ranch and he's like that is wrong and i'm like okay like thank you so much you know you like really have to pander to these motherfuckers i'm like thank you so much for catching that that was so smart of you let me just get that fixed up i will switch them right back again i'm so sorry i'm such a stupid dumb idiot for doing that keep in mind that i did check with them originally let's just keep that in the back of our heads right now so i swap them and i'm like okay we've got it all sorted you know this is great and then these motherfuckers look down at their plates the same two guys that just had an issue and they're like this isn't right at all. Guy number one's like, I'm supposed to have ranch. I have blue cheese. Are you kidding me? Did no one else at this table see that I put it down and then you guys just swapped and now you're looking down and saying that it's wrong? Like, am I insane? Like, did I just hallucinate this entire thing? Um, But no, that's really what happened. And they proceeded to absolutely yell at me. 
They were like, oh my God, I can't believe that you would give us the wrong ones and we said what we wanted and all you had to do is freaking remember it. Like, how hard can that even be? Your job is so easy. They should really have a system so that people like you don't mess this up for us. Even if I had messed something up like really badly, like why you would even say that to somebody? I have no idea. So they they yell at me and they're literally just like, go away, go away. And I go away. My manager, like, comes into the back, like, into the kitchen. He's like, what happened with table 54? Um, They're, like, losing their shit out there and, like, saying that you did all stuff and, like, demanding to talk to me. Which, of course, they asked to speak to a fucking manager behind my back. If you're gonna care, and at least say it's in my face. Ugh, moral of the story is, I thank God every day that my country club days are behind me and I no longer have to... Pretend that I am so honored and thrilled to be there serving these motherfuckers who order a salad with basically no lettuce. When your friends ask which color looks better on them, do you say those are the same color? Does the idea of having a favorite font make you want to laugh out loud? Were you ever awarded the superlative of most likely to succeed, which we all know really means least creative and fun? If you said yes to any of those questions, you need my extremely average graphic design skills. It can be hard in today's trendy world to keep up with Instagram aesthetics and TikTok edits. With my extremely average graphic design skills, Social media, marketing, and self-branding won't seem so intimidating anymore. Next time your sister asks you to make some signs for her baby shower, or your partner tells you to post them on your story, my extremely average graphic design skills will be there to give you a gentle nudge when you're about to make a design faux pas. My extremely average graphic design skills makes following the trends easy, so you never have to try to figure out what actually looks good. To join the creativity party, call 1-888-AVERAGE. That's 1-888-AVE-RAGE. Like the rage you feel when somebody tells you that the font you're using doesn't correlate to the tone of the post you're trying to make. What does that even mean, Barbara? How is it possible for a font to convey emotion? I'd like to personally thank my extremely average graphic design skills for sponsoring Pick Up The Phone's cover art. Without them, none of this would be possible. If you want to piss me off immediately, say my name wrong. I, I don't think there's anything that I hate more in this life than somebody mispronouncing my name without even putting an effort. Um, I I know that it can be difficult if you hear someone's name or see it and you don't know how to pronounce it. So I'm not trying to just like be an asshole to anyone who's ever said my name wrong. But like if you have a name that's hard to pronounce, you definitely know the difference between somebody who is trying and somebody who just doesn't give a fuck. Because like there is such a simple fix for this, right? Like just ask. Just ask me or whoever's name you're struggling with pronouncing and they will tell you how to pronounce it correctly. It's kind of crazy the way that just fixes everything. I think the other reason it annoys me so much is because my name's not even that hard to pronounce, right? So it bugs me so much because it's like, you really just don't give a fuck because if you just sounded out the letters, you'd get there or at least close. 
I'd say the most common mispronunciation of my name is definitely Camila, which like, that's not the worst because at least I understand where you're coming from. Like you did just skip a syllable, but like you're close. Now we're getting into the series of things people call me that just like actually don't make any sense. Like I don't think they even bothered to look at the spelling of my name because I've been called Kamala or Kamala by upwards of probably like six people. Like I'm not exaggerating. This is a thing that I've heard a lot of times. I think Kamala Harris, like, people are now aware that that's a name, and, but, like, even the first letter isn't the same. I don't know. But I think people just panic, and they go for a name that they already know. You get, like, an F for effort. Same with, um, actually, one of the worst pronunciations of my name I've ever heard was when I was graduating college. They even had little note cards where you could, like, write out the phonetic spelling of your name, which I thought was really nice, because I was like, you know... I'm only going to graduate from college once. I think that's a really big deal. And, you know, my family was there to see me. So I was like, I hope that this one time somebody says my name right. They just said, Kamalia. That's great. (laughs) And they fucked up my last name, like, so bad. Like, the whole name. I was like, (laughs) the announcer, I swear he butchered, like, the name Steven or something. Like, he just said everybody's name so wrong. Although maybe that was their tactic, too. Maybe the school was like, we'll get somebody who will just fuck up everybody's name equally so that nobody will feel targeted, which would be better if everyone's name was said right. But whatever, I guess we still get to share on that. Let me tell you all about my least favorite butchering of my name ever. It happened at work and I was working with a bunch of people that I had just met. Like we were all in a small group together. Um, And this guy kept calling me Amelia, I noticed. Sometimes I'm, like, not the best at correcting people. Like, I just feel like it's not worth the effort if I'm not going to work with them a lot. Or it's hard. Like, you don't want to call someone out in front of a bunch of people. But this guy also had a name that was hard to pronounce. And he had, like, corrected me earlier. Which, again, like, nobody should be ashamed of that. It's it's totally fine. Like, he was just like, oh, you're actually, like, pronouncing it a little wrong. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I'm sorry about that. Like, please feel free to correct me if I like say it wrong again because again like people mess up my name I do, I know that's like I don't want to be messing up other people's names we we gotta stick together <laughs> this guy um is, is calling me Amelia and I'm like okay I'm just gonna mention it like it shouldn't be a big deal so I was like oh by the way sir like I, I think you've been saying Amelia and like my name is actually Camelia with a c um but like haha it's totally easy to mix up which no it's not no it's not at all Instead of just saying, like, my bad, he goes, no, I'm not. (laughs) Um, so I'm like, what? (laughs) And he's like, oh, I, I, I mean, I would, that would be bad if I was saying Amelia instead of Camelia. Like, I would say sorry then, but I'm just not. So yeah, I'm just like not saying that. So I don't know if like maybe your connection is bad and like, you know, you're just getting like cut out. It's like cutting out like when I'm trying to say your name. And I'm like, sir, did you just say to me that our audio is cutting out just the C from Camellia every single time you say my name? Kind of similar to what that guy does. I don't like when people just kind of trail off. They'll kind of just be like, that's just like, that's just rude at that point. Like, don't say it at all if you're going to say half of it. My boss, when I was starting a new job, 
has a name. Well, I wouldn't say it's hard to pronounce, but like everyone at my job said it differently. And I, I, it's a name that like has different pronunciations. I was a little nervous because I was like, well, different people have different preferences, but everyone at my job says the name differently. Like people say it with all sorts of weird pronunciations and stuff. And I was like, I really don't want to fuck it up. Literally messaged him and was like, hey, please tell me which way you prefer your name to be pronounced or what syllable the emphasis should go on. And I like sent him a video because you can just Google like blah, 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 name pronunciation. And they have like name pronunciation videos on YouTube and like whole websites where they'll just like tell you how to pronounce a name. I sent him a video and was like, is this right? <laughs> or like, is this not right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, that's how I want it pronounced. And now I know how to say it. And it's like, I don't have to stress. I have been stressed. One of my friends growing up let me say his name wrong for like four years. And I checked at the beginning too. I was like, hey, this is how you say your name, right? Because I had heard somebody else say his name that way. And he was like, yep, that's it. And turns out, that was a lie and he just like didn't want to bother correcting everyone because he like you know sometimes you just get tired and you're like well everyone will say it wrong anyway and then years later i heard someone saying his name differently and i was like hey like tell them that's not how your name is pronounced and he was like no no no, it's fine and i was like no seriously like you deserve to have your name pronounced the way that you want it said, the way that's correct for you. And like, nobody will be upset by that. I'll, I'll even say it if you want. I'll go over there and tell them. And he was like, no, that's how you say my name correctly. And I was like, what? So I say it wrong? And he was like, yeah. And you didn't tell me? And he was like, no, you just let me say it like this for years. And he was like, yep. So yes, I really am scared about saying someone's name wrong now. Ooh, I forgot. So let me, let me like also give you all possibly the funniest way my name has ever been messed up ever, ever. This was actually, I like toured a gym. I did like a visitor day and then I had to give them my info and they contacted me. I know that I spelled my name right when I filled out their form. Like there's no possible way that I messed this up for myself. But now when I get emails from this gym, they spelled my name C-A-W-M-E-L-L-I-A. Caw-melia. Like a fucking crow. And I have to say, it is so, it's, it is so bad, but it's so bad that it's good. Like it's so bad, it's hysterical. I kind of feel like if I were a supervillain, that's who I would be. Like you'd have Batman, you'd have Catwoman, and then you'd have Caw-melia. You've reached the voicemail of Camelia, please hang up and dial again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pick Up the Phone. Our show would not be possible without the support of our amazing team. Our executive producer is Camelia Pastor. Our audio editor is Camelia Pastor. Our graphic designer is Camelia Pastor. Our marketing team, Camelia and Pastor. Sales and analytics, Camelia Pastor. And of course, this season's intern is Camelia Pastor.